here we are again, yet again, for another True Business Stories podcast. I think we're up, to, nearly up to 50 podcasts now. I know, it's been a and, bit frightening, isn't it? Yeah, just looking at my list here, I've got another 28 names on this list yeah, that's coming good. up in the future. And, so and everyone has been interesting, that's fascinating. Right. We're, we're going to be very busy, That, that that's yeah. for sure. And of course, it's uh, we're at that time where everybody in the nation is talking about budgets. Uh, and, and how to save money and interest but, rates. So it's tough times, but fortunately we're interviewing somebody today whose business is doing very well, and hopefully it uh, is a little bit recession-proof from some of the predictions that we're hearing in the economy at the moment. And, and uh, we're sitting up at Lara, and we're talking to Jessica, or Jess, what do you prefer? Hi, yeah, Jess, Jess, Jess? is great. Jess from Crew-Faced... Makeup Artistry. Makeup Artistry. And I knew I'd forget the last two bits. And it's... uh, Oh, the first question, Jess, before we get into more detail, why Crew-Faced? Where does that name come from? Crew-Faced was uh, born from the fact that I um, am still a cabin manager for Virgin Airlines. So the the impeccable presentation. It's all about that smoke and mirrors, how to sustain a look (laughs) for a long time, what's trending and what looks great, yeah. So it's a a great story and um, I've been peeling through your Facebook sites and your Instagram having a look and uh, you're doing a great business and obviously making brides look absolutely wonderful on the day. So that's fantastic. So Jess, where did you go to school? Where was primary school? I went to school, I went to high school in Queensland, so I moved around quite a bit um, from Melbourne, Sydney, Queensland, and um, in grade 10, I um, found myself uh, paying rent and, and living on my own, and made sure that I put myself through that senior certificate, so got uh, got that grade 12 graduation, and um, that was, yeah, Queensland. And when you did uh, finish school, where did you, what journey did you go on there? straight away what was your first job my first Uh, job uh, whilst I was in grade nine um, as soon as I turned 14 I was able to go out with employment 14 and nine months I think it was that's the time time. and I was stacking shelves um, by night at big w and and on the floor of a weekend so any anywhere I could work um, outside of school hours I did that was that was the first job that's a fairly common theme Mark Mm. isn't it some of our podcasts guests uh, have uh, very similar stories mm-hmm. and there is uh, a lawyer who's turned a real estate agent in Geelong and she's got a bit of a similar story and, and at year 10 she basically was asked to leave school but her parents talked her into staying and now she's here she's ended up down here in Geelong and doing well very mm-hmm. well indeed so good on you for doing that so then from there what your, was your progression and what led you up into ending up here in Lara, just outside Geelong? Mm-hmm. So I was 23 um, and always had a passion for aviation. Um, so, you know, a few years after leaving school. And um, I went for an interview for Virgin Airlines uh, in Brisbane and they said, we're only interviewing for Melbourne at this stage. So if you're not interested in relocating, kindly Kindly leave, and uh, two weeks later, I found myself moving to Melbourne. Well, big so, step. Yeah, when I was twenty, just turned twenty-four. That's so that's we we Bill and I talk frequently about sliding door moments. That you you get to this point where you think, do I go left? Do I go right? So you would have struck that in that interview where they said, "Oh, look, we're only looking for Melbourne." You could have mm-hmm. said, "No, nah, I'm not interested." Mm-hmm. 
who knows where you'd well, I was up. I was young and, and free and I'd, I wanted to be the person in the plane and not dreaming about it and um, if, if, if you've got a desire and a dream and a passion, you'll follow that's it. And, right. and that took me all the way to Melbourne. That's fantastic. Well, you, you certainly knew what your passion was. And that's an interesting, I guess, comparison mark there with um, wanting to buy a McDonald's franchise. Because <laughs> I have two friends who years ago worked in head office at McDonald's and they wanted to buy a franchise. And they both lived in Sydney. But one was told to go to Wagga and one was told to go to Melbourne. They're the only stores available. So they had to uproot everything. They, they did. to make that choice. Mm. And yep. they made the right choice. Yep. Yes, no, no wrong mm. choices, just different choices. So what, have you always been interested in makeup? Obviously through being a, a, on the cabin crew, that's where Yeah, so between, um, so actually when I was in grade 10, I was, um, I was tapped on the shoulder by a very well-known makeup artist um, back then and, and still is even more so now. Um, just when she was starting out and she gave me an opportunity to come and work with her uh, straight straight into editorial and, and runway, not scary at all. And um, I did some work with her and was freelancing um, on my own when she left to move into state. And so I, I, I was a makeup artist then and um, just looked to change roles for, for the time being and, and go to my other passion into aviation and, and was lucky enough to, um, to relocate to Melbourne where I concentrated on um, aviation until eight years ago. So what made you start your own business? What was the, the defining moment where you go, I can do this and make a business out mm-hmm. of it? I was pregnant with my second child and I had been promoted um, through through aviation into a HR role, which I had been um, full-time HR for eight years. And um, they had basically told me on uh, return from attorney leave that I could either be full-time HR or a part-time um, crew member. Neither seemed um, attractive or sustainable. How could I do that with uh, with two small children? So, I I revisited um, my makeup artistry and um, thought, yes, I can I can do this. Invested in myself, and um, here we are. That's one of the hot side hustles we talk about, it Mark. Is, isn't mm-hmm. it? it is. Mark and I are very interested in uh, people, in particular the those in the fifty plus brigade who. Uh, are facing limited prospects in employment and in the places they work. And the most successful thing they can do and the fastest growing uh, area of startups is actually 50, people in 50 plus and they start with a side mm-hmm, hustle. Mm-hmm. So i just take it a bit further, Mark. So your side hustle has brought us to where we are today. And I first met Jess last year when I was a judge on the Geelong Business Awards and I think you were... Probably your third year of entry, was it? How, how many years had you entered the Geelong business? I've before? entered for five years now. And you've won, won how many times? And I've won three years consecutively, three, the last three years consecutively. Yeah, in the um, home-based business? Home-based and micro. And as a result of that, you're now being elevated in two areas, and one is that you're now a judge of the That's business. That's correct, awards. yes. So that'll be interesting to see how you use your business success uh, and add value to... I guess the entrance when you go out and judge them yourself. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And Bill, I mean, I still remember the I still remember the tax man telling me, "Your side hustle is not a side hustle anymore. <laughs> this is a fully fledged business. Let's go." So, so let's talk. It's about been a journey. Exactly. What, what should business look like today? Mm-hmm. Just, just tell us exactly what's going on. 
Today we are, uh, you know, leading leading makeup business in in Geelong and the Surf Coast area, and that's been proven um, by the success that we've had um, with awards. Um, we we were lucky enough to take our Australian Wedding Industry Awards again just last night, actually. So we're celebrating that oh, well, um, well as a well team, well as a team. Yeah. So our our team consists of um, of. Uh, new and experienced makeup um, artists and now hairstylists. We've um, launched just recently um, Crewface Cosmetica, which is the the sister business for um, Crewface, uh, specialising in other services. And we've got a very productive year in in front of us. That's good. How many people actually connected to your business Mm -hmm. so we've got got nine people that um, make the books with Crewface at the moment. And I just also, it's a chance, Mark, to go back a couple of years because you've survived COVID mm-hmm. and uh, in a very difficult time where we, I guess, in, in the regional Victoria, a little bit lucky, we could travel somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I know from what um, you told me last year that you did a number of things during COVID, uh, one particularly business-wise, that made you, um, I guess, go a little bit more online, etc. Created revenue. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, how you looked after those who work for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess there's a third element because I've also heard that you're a community champion. Yes. Thank you. There's three questions there. Yes. So I guess first and foremost, we, we had a team. Um, and, and, and a team that we were we were training and um, we had great visibility in the community. And um, when we hit COVID, we had actually custom built our studio and when the doors opened, they shut on oh, the right. same day. So we um, accessed job, JobKeeper, job support for them um, and stayed engaged with the team um, who knew that COVID would go on as, as extensively as it did. And um, during that time to... Um, keep keep on board with my crew and keep them upskilled and trained, but also visibility in the community. We started doing online training, and, and that was free. Um, we did online makeup workshops as well with the community. So it was just a fabulous opportunity, I guess, for my mental health and for the mental health of others that we could engage in large groups and come together and have a bit of fun doing that. But um, it, it grew quite extensively um, and really happily. Very quickly, when the community jumped on board and there was a lot of cross uh, collaboration that happened as a result, we were able to run competitions and um, lots of funny uh, and fun activities that we were able to enjoy as a community. Um, And with that, I guess we identified uh, that people weren't able to access the services that they were regarding beauty um, but there was you know a real online uh, presence for zoom meetings and, and business that was still going on with people working from home so we um, identified a, a business on the other side of Melbourne um, with a product that we were able to secure um, uh, in stock and that was able to create the extra revenue and and keep that that job support um, and our, our crew engaged with both something to do and, and financially. That's good. It's very it's very good because you touched on it. it's the mental health bit, isn't it? The mm. whole the whole thing with COVID is you, you're sitting at home, mm-hmm. and from the waist up you were presentable. You had the UGG boots and the tracksuit underneath. Oh, and and you know engaging with you know up to two hundred people in a, in a day um, via this platform, the the experiences and the memories, and and even the conversations that people who did not know each other but we're meeting on this platform just to have two hours of, of playtime. It was it was fantastic. And I see those people today and they still bring 
um, these these memories and experiences and conversations that they had up. So that's very good. That's yeah, very, very yeah. good thinking. It, it did its job. <laughs> so from, from a marketing point of view, what's your key, I guess, channel to market? Uh, and I believe social media plays a big part. So how you're keeping your business in front of everybody and because I guess there is a fair bit of repeat business, but and how important is word of mouth for what you do? Extremely important. Mm. Um, we, for a number of years, hadn't paid for advertising or marketing of any of any kind, um, and we're wildly growing our team to sustain the appointments and bookings that we had. Um, when COVID um, saw weddings, I guess halt um, we had to reschedule all of those and so the wedding industry came back with such a bang um, which I guess is you know the, the visibility with the, and the communication with the vendors in order to create these relationships and the word of mouth that came with the wedding industry um, so that's taken up a lot of our time and um, that's that's been our, our bread and butter it's been fantastic um, with COVID now dissipating and allowing events to to come on board we've got sporting events and balls and charities that haven't been able to hold an event for three years and we are heavily supporting those so we're we're buying tables and we're in attendance and we're donating vouchers and um, we're getting the board in and offering them complimentary hair and makeup because these guys have been through a lot and they're doing a fantastic job themselves um, with their non-for-profit charities and sporting organisations. So we've just uh, sponsored the local local netball team, so that's exciting. And um, we've just enjoyed a night with um, the Rivers Gift Rivers Ball, Gift. which yep. we heavily sponsored. Um, so we've got Cystic Fibrosis um, coming up and, and a few other organisations that we like to, that are close to our heart, that we'll like, be supporting. So that community interaction is very mm-hmm. important to you, supporting... A hundred percent. We, you know, it's our social obligation. Um, we're a sustainable business. We're able to give back, and how, we enjoy it. How do you it. balance that? Then, where do you say? Well, that's my social no? time. That's that's <laughs> that's our social time. So, you know, we 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 don't uh, get much time to you know go out for dinner or go go for weekends away or whatever. But when um, we're able to come together as as a family and attend, you know, a, a, an event. Fantastic. We're, we're giving back yeah. and, um, and and it's a day or, or a night off, so. Well, Mark, you stole my question because <laughs> uh, I've got written down here, how do you balance your family and you've got ki- kids mm-hmm. and you've got a husband and he's sitting over there, I'm mm-hmm, looking at him mm-hmm, over mm-hmm. There, listening to this, uh, and you've got your business that's yeah. going really well and takes a lot of organising, mm-hmm. I know that. And you've got your, I guess, normal job, <laughs> we'll call, uh, with Virgin Airlines. Yes, yeah. How, do you deba- how the hell do you balance all of that? Mm-hmm. I don't. And stay safe. I don't sleep at night. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, look, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky. I've got a, a, a brilliant support network around me. Um, my husband is is hardworking and just as resilient and supportive. I have two beautiful kids that um, you know. I guess in today's day, age, and time, have just been so flexible and, and willing to come this journey with me as well. And and I'm lucky. I get to I get to enjoy both my life passions and make it work. Um, you know, concentrating on the business by day and, and flying by night is generally how that goes. And I guess being a shift worker and married to a shift worker, um, two shift workers tend to make a right. So um, we, we, we concentrate very much on the family time outside of this. 
Um, and for us, it's, it's supporting other events. And are you, and are you very organised? Are you an organised person? You'd have to be, I would say. To Overly organised. Yeah. I'm, I'm two weeks in front at all times. I, I need to know what's for lunch. You know, okay. I, need to, I need to have my time. But that's one of yeah, your tricks. Yeah, mapped out. That's ma- one of my tricks. Yes. Fantastic. Mark, yes. it's, you know, first-hand experience. This morning I was sent a text message to my daughter saying, well, you're because she works from home and mm-hmm. she's got a high-profile job. Um, who do I have to pick up from school today? <laughs> and what sporting event do I have to go to? Yes. And because that's her support base. Yes. And then, uh, and I know that that her the mums and from the primary school mm-hmm. they all support each other as well. It's a great a hundred percent. And yeah. and you know, I, given that I have two children, they have their own lives, little lives that I have to manage as well. Mm. So we do have swimming at four a.m. most mornings, and we do have sporting obligations most afternoons, but. You know, what, what a good environment and, and a healthy environment to be a part of. Um, and that's what that's what gets us up in the morning. That cool. leads me to ask you about Lara as, mm-hmm. because it is a tight-knit community. Mm. It's a regional ta- town. Some people think it's a suburb of Geelong, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got its own identity. Yes. So why Lara? Why Lara? I, I I love the position of Lara. I love that um, you, you can catch a direct train into the city. I love how accessible it is to Geelong. It's that sweet spot. I also love that I can sit at a table anywhere in the world and I'll sit next to somebody who has lived in Lara, had Christmas dinner in Lara, has relatives in Lara. Um, it's a well-known little spot and the people who, who live here are diehard for it. So the community has been raised, you know, as, as young children and now parents who are selecting to raise their children here. So the netball club is extremely connected. You know, you, you were saying just before this podcast, there's two degrees of separation in Geelong and having not grown up here, it's been fascinating for me to, to enjoy the intra-community relationships that, that surrounds Lara. Yeah, that's so important. The, the geographic position's good yeah. for you to get to the airport. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just at that balance. Yeah, and we yeah. have a, another friend who we interviewed um, from, uh, just trying to think who told me this. Anyway, he lives there around this area and he's in, his kids are into basketball and there's just not enough facilities. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the number of kids in this region that want to play sport, uh, mm-hmm. the, the facilities unfortunately, can't keep up. That's, That's exactly right. Everybody's yeah. on a waiting list for something. And, I mean, off track, but even my daughter, um, while she swims in Geelong, it's a satellite club for Melbourne. So she represents the state in the mm. pool. Um, but she trains here in in a Geelong wow. environment. And uh, to compete, she goes back to Melbourne to join her team. So it's um, we are learning how to adapt in Geelong as to what we can do for these clubs um, to compete where they need to. and So coming back to Crewface, who's your key customer? Who are you, who are you targeting? Uh, at the moment, the, the, the wedding industry definitely. Um, you know, women who are um, looking for makeup workshops and education as well, they're bringing their daughters and, and creating memories and experiences and um, upskilling their daughters in applying makeup. Um, they are women who are learning how to do their makeup because they're re-entering the workforce, or they've just done their makeup a certain way all their time, and and uh, need to refresh. So, um, women and and their children who are coming in for events, well, that's weddings, a fairly events. Fairly broad mm. spectrum, isn't it? Yeah, really? it is, and aren't we lucky? Yeah. yeah. Look, one of the things that I would like to ask is about 
your advice for young girls, say, who are year 11 or mm-hmm. year 10, 11, 12, whatever, and they've got the whole world in front of them, mm. and you made a leap and made a lot of sacrifices as a young girl at school, mm-hmm. what advice would you give somebody, say, who's sitting there at year 11, year 12, really not sure, um, are being probably pushed by their parents <laughs> mm-hmm. in the wrong direction? What advice would you give a young girl today about looking towards the future, mm-hmm. work-wise? So what would I tell my own girl? Would I would tell, tell her, yeah. yeah, I would tell her to stay in school, you know, to, to, to have that education, um, to enjoy intra-community relationships because that's going to support you when you leave school and you enter the workplace, um, to, to be kind and to take every opportunity that's afforded to you so it can, it can shape you in the young woman that you're about to be. That's right. And the other thing that I keep seeing all the time is that there, there are endless opportunities. Mm-hmm. Don't just be... St- well, unless you, you're totally driven and purpose-driven, as we've come across in some of our interviews, there are so many options yeah. and never close off an option. Mm-hmm. You just don't know where it's going to lead you. That's right. Yeah. So, Jess... Magic ball, crystal ball, five years' time. What do you see? Five what, years' time. You're organised. I guarantee you've got a business plan. Absolutely. So where do you see In five, five years' time, years? we may have a commercial premise. Mm-hmm. Uh, five years' time, we'll be looking to relocate. Um, so at this stage, that, that we'd, we'd absolutely like to open commercial premise within Geelong. Um, and who knows, we might extend uh, into Melbourne. We're making great um, leeway into the Melbourne market at the moment. Um, so we'll be looking to expand out that way at the same time. Excellent. That's mm. very good. And there's plenty of opportunities in Geelong at the moment, so probably short-term Absolutely. rather than long-term. Absolutely, to, to get yes, in and yes, have a look yes. Look, sooner rather than later, sooner that's rather right. Than so obviously something drives you, but we always ask people about their leadership style. Mm-hmm. So you've got a, a network of nine people mm-hmm. who you're working with or they're working with you yep. and together. What is your leadership style? Very agile, you know. We've had to we've had to pivot very quickly um, in the last three years, especially. So, and because we are a smaller team and, and being agile, there's there's less red tape. You know, there's um, less processes that we have to sort of um, go through in order to to make quick decisions. And in saying that, um, I'm very decisive as well. So, you know, we need to look at our time and what that's worth, and we need to protect the standards. So. Um, I lead that team with integrity and I set the standard and um, and we, we we have a great team for it. Do you still do makeup yourself? I do, I do. I'm very much on the floor. Yeah. Um, Bill and I actually had a conversation recently on working on the business and not in it. In the business, yeah. Uh, but I, I love being on the floor. I definitely lead by example. I'm setting a standard um, it's the respect that I'm seeing from my clients when they see me as the first person in and the last person to leave. Um, and the culture that I'm breeding within my team by being on the floor with them. So, Oh, just on that one, Mark. Um, your, you and your family decide you're going to go away for four months. Mm-hmm. You, first of all, could you do it? Uh, and if you could do it, every Friday you are... You're given one phone call back to work mm-hmm. and you've got couple, only two or three questions you're allowed to ask mm-hmm. to know how your business is going. Mm-hmm. What would those questions be? 
So starting with could I up and leave for four months? I could, but everybody can. It's, you know, it's just like everybody can run a marathon, isn't it? So I, I could, yes. Yeah, um, but a mental challenge for you, I would suggest. Well, yes, yeah. because I love what I do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, for me, it's not work. I love what I do. <laughs> um, and your next question was, was it where would I go? Or no, no. <laughs> it, you've only allowed three questions oh, every right, Friday back, to yes, find out how the business yes. is performing. Yes. What would those questions be? Well, it would be how how is the team mm-hmm. emotionally? How are they feeling? Um, it's always family first and health first with our team. Um, then it would be do you have everything you need as to how can I help support you? Uh, and then it would be, are you are you enjoying yourself? Are you having a good time? Because like me, if you enjoy what you do, then then you'll never be at work. And I, I trust that the, the business is sustainable otherwise and and uh, that everything's going on as normal. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good answer because a typical, typical answer to that is, how much money have I got left in the bank? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm away though, so I don't care, right? <laughs> I'm already spending it. <laughs> no, for me, it's always it's always about my staff first, and without my staff, we don't have a business. So it has very, to be about good. them. So, Jess, thank you very much. Thank you. You're, you're absolutely admirable the what the way you go oh, about stuff. I, 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 I've you, the reason I ask about organisation. I was trying to think how you keep those balls mm-hmm. in the air, and I think that's fantastic. It takes a village, doesn't it? It does. Mm. How do you people get in touch with you? People can contact me directly. We have a, a Facebook um, and, and an Instagram page at this stage. Um, and that's called? Crew Faced. Crew Faced. Crew yes. Faced. Yeah. And so they reach out from there and you'll yep, respond Yeah, they can back. email me yep. on crewfacemakeupartistry at gmail.com. They can call me on my mobile phone. All the details are there on those pages. So we have, we have about five points of contact at this stage and... Um, um, and we enjoy it. And just while you're t- talking, you obviously do makeup sessions for mothers and daughters coming we in, do. We right through to wedding parties, and on it goes. Yes, yes, education in a professional, custom-built studio. Um, so we encourage people to to get a group together or um, look out for the next opportunity that we'll be launching our next makeup workshop. Excellent. So thank you, Jess. Yeah, and thank you for inviting us into your home. Thank you uh, for you and for. Mark's sitting over there. <laughs> uh, he now doesn't have to l- listen to the podcast. He's heard it. <laughs> but it's been great coming out and you do set a fine example and good luck in your l- new, I guess, position as a judge on the Business and Awards. And I look forward yeah. to working with the two of you. <laughs> Pleasure. In the next Thank you, year. Jess. Thank you for having me.